Vibrant. 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 Music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for, for music, music teachers. This is episode 68 of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and in this show, I'm sharing how you can get started teaching preschool piano lessons. Hey there, and welcome, beautiful teachers. I've got some super exciting news to share with you today. Today is the day that my new book just came out. It's called Playful Preschool Piano Teaching, and you can get all the links of where to buy it and all that good stuff if you go to playfulpreschoolpiano.com. That'll link you to all the places where you might want to purchase the book. Today and over the next three weeks, I'm going to be sharing some excerpts and some related material to the book so that you can see what it's about and if you might want to pick it up. If you're not teaching preschoolers and you don't think you'll ever want to do that, then you may want to skip these episodes, but I actually believe you could still learn something and you're welcome to listen in even if you've no intention of ever purchasing the book. But I think it it involves a lot of great tips that would be good for teaching any level, any age of student. So without further ado, I'll dive in to the first chapter, the introduction to playful preschool piano teaching. It's called Starting. The chapter starts with a quote from Helen Rowland. You will never win if you never begin. My first three preschool piano students could not have been more different. The very first was the daughter of a Montessori teacher. She was remarkably focused followed every direction, grasped every concept with ease, and had great finger dexterity for her age. Talk about a false sense of security. The next student was a rude awakening. He did not seem to understand any of the activities I had planned, wouldn't stay on task, and couldn't really use a crayon, let alone play piano keys with each of his fingers individually. The third was very bright, well-behaved, and capable, but to put it mildly, did not take a shine to me. He did not want to do what I wanted him to do, even though he could. Of course, I learned the most from the second two students. The second student inspired some of my earliest piano teaching games, which I began to share on my blog, Colourful Keys. He taught me to break down concepts into smaller parts than I knew existed, and gave me insights into teaching techniques that I could use with students of all ages. The third taught me a simple but vital lesson about relationships, which we'll discuss in the copying chapter. Starting with a diverse view. I'm the youngest of five siblings, and my mother says that each time she had a child, she expected them to be similar to one of her other children. When she had her second child, she was astonished that he was nothing like the first. The third was completely different to the first two, and the fourth was yet again unique. The fifth was me, of course, and since I'm the only girl, I think she was expecting something different at that time. My mum is being a bit tongue-in-cheek when she explains this, but her point is that even within the same family, with one pool of genes, it is pretty amazing that children can be so different in temperament, personality, likes and dislikes. If you tried to teach the same piano lesson in exactly the same way to each one of us at age four, you would have a mess on your hands. 
there would be leg jiggling and wriggling from some, and overwhelm from others. Some lessons would be pure chaos, and others would be sluggish to the point of sleepiness. Chances are, not one of these lessons would be what you would consider successful, unless you got very lucky. When I set out to write this book, I wanted to represent as wide a sample of three to five-year-old children and their teachers as I could, knowing, as my mother discovered, that there is an infinite number of types of people. That's why, as part of my research, I reached out to three wonderful preschool piano teachers from three different continents to discuss their experiences of teaching tiny fingers to play piano. You'll find their their ideas and quotes from our conversations throughout the book, so let me introduce you to them here before we get started. Quick aside here, I'm actually going to skip over these introductions since you're about to meet all three of these lovely women on the podcast here in the coming weeks as I share our interviews that I did with them to prepare for the writing of this book. So you'll hear more from Lindell, Chris and Karina in the weeks to come. But let's skip to the section about starting with play. If you don't read a single word of the rest of this book, I hope you do of course, but if you don't, I hope you will read and digest the playing chapter. Play should be in everything you do with your preschool students. Play is how they understand the world, and including playfulness, and a bit of silliness too if you're up for it, is your surest route to success with your young students. Whenever you feel the urge to ask your preschool piano student to please concentrate because this is important, I want you instead to ask yourself whether they're having fun and exploring music. If the answer is yes, they are learning, just maybe not in the way you expected them to. And rather than trying to control their pathway to learning, we should focus on controlling our urge to control. We'll talk more about effective play-based teaching strategies in the playing chapter. Starting to ing. As you scan the contents page of this book, you may notice something a little unusual. Every chapter's title ends with an ing. I've chosen these active words because that's what preschool piano teaching should be. Active. We need to keep things moving to teach these little ones effectively, and this book will guide you through how to do that in three important stages. In part one, we'll focus on getting ready to teach preschool students. This includes making decisions about your lesson formats, equipment, and fees, but we'll also look at getting into the right mindset for teaching these wee ones by putting aside your preconceptions about what piano teaching should look like so that you can start with a clean slate. The largest section of the book, part two, is devoted to specific things you and your preschool students will be doing in your piano lessons. Playing, sitting, moving, seeing, copying, reading, singing, listening, and creating. Because I wanted this book to be stupendously practical, in these chapters you will find not only guidelines, but specific examples that will help you to apply these teaching activities and strategies in your own lessons. In part three, we'll look at what happens outside of your preschool lessons to make them successful. Home practice, performances, and the planning you need to do to fit all the activities together. I've also put the focus in this book firmly on the ing, because I want you to get out there and do. This book is not a philosophical exploration of the best ways to teach piano to preschoolers in theory. None of these ideas mean anything if you don't put them into practice. You don't need to try them all out at once. 
but you do need to try them. If many of these ways of teaching are new to you, just try one new thing at a time. Then, when you're ready, come back and pick another one to try. I hope at the end of this book you will feel confident and well-equipped to go into your preschool piano lessons. Give new ideas a go and find out what works for you and your students. So I hope you enjoyed that excerpt. That's the introductory chapter from my new book, Playful Preschool Piano Teaching, and I hope it gave you a sense of what it's all about. In the coming weeks, I'm going to be sharing three interviews that I did with three wonderful teachers, one from Germany, one from Australia, and one from the US, about how they teach their preschool students and some of the lessons they've learned in taking on the youngest students that went into the shaping of this book as I was putting it together. So I'll be sharing those interviews in the coming weeks. Stay tuned for those. And if you want to pick up the book, go to playfulpreschoolpiano.com and you'll get all the links to buy it wherever it suits you to pick it up. Vibrant Music Teaching members can now find the video versions of these interviews that I'm going to be sharing on the podcast inside the video library. If you prefer to see people as they talk and chat and demonstrate things rather than just listening, that's the place to head to. If you're not a member, you can sign up today at vmt.ninja. Ninja.